Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the UFTA podcast, season two, episode 21. I think like our 33rd total or 34th total episode. Um, I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. We are here. We're back on track at least for a week or so here. We will see what keeps going on the episodes, but we're going to keep delivering those to the best of our abilities. Yep. Um, we're, we're, we're just kind of scrambling for, for time to actually meet uh, and match up for schedules with uh, within the craziness right now definitely definitely if we're we see each other all the time uh we don't have quite the flexibility to sit down and, and chat for 20 minutes we do not till today right so we don't know when the next episode's coming but we'll try to do our best to keep them coming on a consistent basis and we might just say screw it we're just going to start season three and we're just going to we're just going to kind of go on a different track of seasons but still the same stuff that we're doing mm-hmm. just to give us a a refresh point for episode 22 and whatnot yeah, beyond maybe yeah anywho uh we hope you all are doing well we we appreciate you joining joining us again and and however you're listening wherever you're listening uh truly grateful that you are just listening and we are able to share some knowledge and education and empowerment on your end to uh live life and hopefully deliver that surprisingly fresh take which i think is why all of you are here today to hear this number one nutrition habit that you can do for sustainable results. Mm-hmm. Emily and I, have, I know you guys can't actually fathom this, but we are in agreement uh, on what this habit is. First time for everything, honestly. Yeah. First time for everything. We are in agreement for what this habit is. Uh, this habit was taught to us and coached to us. And when we started putting it into action and seeing the results from it, it it's one of those where we laughed at it when we first heard about it, like, no. Mm-hmm. And then you realize the power of finding it, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. And now it's, like, one of the things we work on with everybody. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to tell them what it's not? I was just going to ask you the same question. I think we should we should go through what it's perhaps not before we, we kind of do the big reveal and reveal what it is. Yeah. So... Uh, oh gosh, where do we even start? Well, most of the time, somebody's probably on here thinking like, oh, I can't wait to hear the perfect calorie count that I need to do this for my goals. Yeah, it's a popular one. I can't wait to hear what perfect macronutrient balance that I need of a 30, 40, 30, or a 60, 20, 20, or whatever is out there that I need to hit my goals because that's why I'm being ruined right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or I can't wait to hear what supplement that I have to put in with my habit. Yes. It always tends to be... And perhaps if you're listening to this, this might strike a chord with you as well. But it's often when we think we need the most complex things to make the biggest changes. And often it's just the simple things that we need, but it's tough to see that, especially in a fitness industry in a world that markets those big, flashy, sexy things as like the end all be all. And I think it can be tough to pull out of that mindset. And that's I mean, part of the reason why we're here. Yeah. And in our, I, I, I said this to somebody else when somebody, you, you guys can't see me when I'm doing this, but there's, when we think about things and how we coach people, like there's, there's two ends of a spectrum that I'm typically thinking of now these days. Everybody knows what healthy is. 
mm-hmm. right? But uh, I think there's layers to this. And one end of the spectrum uh, is if it fits your macros people. As long as you're getting macros in and you're in a caloric deficit and your protein's there and everything's there and everything's perfect, it doesn't really matter what those calories are. It doesn't matter where they're coming from as long as the macros are there at the end of the day. So basically they're saying you can do 10 scoops of protein at night if you're if you're short just as long as you get your 10 scoops of protein in your, in your proteins at 250 grams a day, right? Yep. The other end is like the super holistic, like total holistic kind of way out there end. Right, mm-hmm. both of these people are way out there, according to us. Right. According to me. Right. I would. I would. They're the extre- extremes. The extremes. Yeah. And I. And I. Like, there's a ton of different ways that we can say the spectrum is kind of bent, turned. You know, has little sprouts from there. Uh, but I, I. I view those as the ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not talking about either of those. But the 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 holistic like naturopath total end of that is you have to do grass fed, you have to do wild caught, you have to do cage free, organic grow it your own, do it every chance you get, grow your own everything mm-hmm. uh, person. Yeah. Right? So both of those are unrealistic in my mind. Right. They, right? Definitely. They're for, un- for 99% of the people. Absolutely. And there is a 1%, and I think that's where the people can get caught. Well, like, that 1% did it, and it worked for them. Mm-hmm. Right? And that can be hard to say, like, maybe you aren't part of that 1%. Yeah. Right? But maybe you aren't part of that 1%. Yes. Yes. And Actually, you're probably not. Probably not. And <laughs> and there's pieces though. There's pieces though that we can pull from each end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I like to feel I lie more towards the natural path side. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if there's if there's a scale and we're right in the middle of the scale and it's 50-50, I'm probably more like 70-30, maybe maybe a little bit more, maybe 75-25 natural path, maybe. Um, I provide you provide macronutrients for people. We've done it. We also know long-term it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's clear and abundantly obvious that that does not work long-term. It's it's a tool, and it can be very useful, but the real kind of learning and implementation happens when we know what the food is doing with our in our body, not what the numbers on yeah. the phone or the tracking app say, and then the numbers on the scale say, right? right. There's the subjective how the body is feeling that matters a lot and the analytical person would love the numbers they Mm -hmm. do like they try like they like that piece which is cool and that's where we use it for them a lot of times too Mm -hmm. like like tools is the right word to say this right um well it can be helpful to know like how how much protein is in chicken like we know that offhand probably because we've done the research and honestly tracked the macros to know it and it's still approximate it's an estimate nothing's ever exact (laughs) 100 percent. so that's the other part too yeah right um, so we're talking about these habits. Like we could have said the habit is tracking your macros. The habit is food log and mm-hmm. the food log is a, I would say a very high habit, but it's a temporary one. It's another tool. Mm-hmm. Food log is a tool. We could set, we could have said a number of things, count your calories, mm-hmm. all of these things for the, for the habit of nutrition. But there's one habit that still kind of reigns supreme, uh, sustainably. That means we can do this one often. We can do it anywhere. We can do it Basically, without even thinking, you just have to take a second to think about it. Uh, take a second to be mindful about it. And then you don't have to think about it because you're just there. It's present. It's what you do. And it does not really take like too much extra effort. Yeah. Super it's, simple. There's nothing to it, like you said, with the exception of taking the time prior to putting the food in your mouth mm-hmm. to say, which we just go right into it, the, eat 
Drum roll. The number <laughs> one habit is? Eating slowly. Eating slowly. Yes, it is. Eating slowly. Yep. I think so much, and well, I know, I shouldn't even say I think, I know so much can be gained from a mindfulness standpoint, from a satiety standpoint, from an overall health and digestion standpoint, and we can go into each of these things, but just from slowing down and being present while we're consuming the foods that we eat. Mm -hmm. That might be the biggest piece of it is that we, we get to slow down mm -hmm. and we're, we're able to then, well, let's just talk about that piece first and then we'll go over what does pr being present mean. Yeah. And the, the slowing down piece in a world, in a life that we are constantly pulled and being pulled and stimulated and being asked and afraid to say no and all the other things of like my to-do list never ends, keeps going on and on and everyone's in this all or none piece of mindset where if I didn't do this, then I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. If I can't get to this, then I'm not successful. And they're basing it on outcomes rather than the process. And the outcome is a constant moving target that nobody has the adequate or capable means to actually hit ever mm -hmm. because you even talk to the person that you think is perfect or you think is doing everything perfectly you talk to them and they're going to say no like i'm not there yet I'm, I'm looking for something else so that you realize like oh that person's not perfect either and you realize it's not there but this all or none this perfection piece um that's what slowing down take uh it takes that it it it, it, it removes that mm-hmm I think a lot of times as someone who is a self-proclaimed perfectionist in many areas of my life, I think not only as it relates to nutrition, but just in general, slowing down allows you the opportunity and allows you the chance to see the wins kind of throughout the day. So when we think about that in a nutrition standpoint, and we're just speeding through, perhaps we're multitasking as we're eating, we're not really paying attention to what we are doing and we're just eating for eating's sake, we don't slow down to necessarily recognize like, oh, maybe I should add a vegetable to this too. That doesn't necessarily mean like, maybe it is slow down and make the more nutrient dense option, but maybe it's, hey, instead of this one cookie that I'll sit down and enjoy, I actually ate four because I was mindlessly sitting in front of the TV just eating for without thinking about it. And you don't have a chance to slow down and recognize like, oh yeah, like my lunch wasn't so bad. Like I did have some vegetables, even though I had cookies later in the day and kind of pull out of that all or nothing mindset. You just remember feeling the way you feel after you eat four cookies very quickly in front of the television, which isn't usually that great. So stay on this just for a minute. And I just had to look up my notes to clarify because this is, this is an important piece. There are uh, experts out there in human psychology and behavioral psychology that will kind of go into this. You were just talking about that all or none stuff and about, oh, I just ate those four cookies, so I'm basically effed, right? Mm -hmm. What are the feelings that that person feels in that oh. moment, like of eating the four cookies? Nothing positive. Usually it's guilt, shame, sadness, usually like feeling down on yourself just in general, right? Maybe a little apathetic to use another kind of emotional word, but it's usually we're not feeling energized, we're not feeling fueled from our food, right? All the positives of food aren't usually there. Right, so when a person goes through all of that stuff uh, and they usually, 
like there's not a lot of people out there that don't like feeling uh, ashamed mm -hmm. or judged uh, or blamed or guilty, like those words that you just said, which are the exact words in, used in behavioral psychology and positive psychology. So the defense mechanism, the thing that our brain is telling us to do is be perfect and mm -hmm. you're not. Yes. And, and then when you go right into that all or none, which is the perfect mindset type of thing, this, this scarce mindset type of thing, um, you, you try to do that as a defense mechanism towards those. Mm -hmm. And it takes you away from them. Yep. So it's, it's a cascading thing. And people do this all the time. They're shamed. They're ashamed. They're judging themselves. They feel blamed. They're guilty. And then they go through this mindset piece where it takes them down this bad rabbit hole. Um, and it's constantly happening basically through every decision that they have each day. Yeah, it's a spiral. Well, it affects, yeah. I know we're talking about eating today, but it really affects everything, right? Mm -hmm. Because you start to And we could say then, that and we're all or none, by right. the way. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but it, it has the opportunity to do that once you get into that all or nothing, like Jordan was saying. When you start to say like, oh, this day was a failure, that becomes, and we've touched on this in previous episode, that becomes like, oh, I am a failure. Mm -hmm. And you start to take on that identity and that turns into things so much more beyond food. And, and you have to figure out like what you're actually afraid of doing. Because the, 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 the perfectionist thing, the all or none thing that we tell ourselves and do that, it's a defense mechanism. It's, it's how do I protect myself from feeling those ways, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's our ultimate thing. Um, and so we're, we're looking to go towards this next stuff. There's some cool stuff out there uh, on this too. And, and I, uh, Kristen Odegaard just shared it recently on, her, on a post of hers. She's a, she's a coach, a life coach. Um, local one and and she's got some stuff but anyway uh it and we can say it kind of cascades everything else we can say that you're you're calling us a hypocrite right now for being all or none we're saying that because we know if you're listening to us saying that to us you're also defense mechanism that same thing and we're telling you the way it is because we know that's exactly what you're thinking even though emily and i are very aware and acknowledging that like that's not actually how it is right the eating slowly takes all of that out the eating slowly slows you down so you just have to focus on eating slowly like try eating something that's not good for you that is blatantly obviously not good for you mm -hmm. we know what those foods are eat it slowly once and truly tell me how much you enjoy that flavor don't stress eat don't be an idiot eat don't asshole eat eat it slowly and mm -hmm. tell me how good that cookie is or that muffin is mm -hmm. tell me all the taste that you feel on that smells, textures, how great that feels in your mouth. Yeah. Right? That'd be a good quote to put up later. <laughs> um, it, all of it. It could be like eating is inexperience, right? And like sharing some of those foods with people that, like Jordan was saying, might not be the best nutrient-dense foods for you, but they can be an experience. And sharing those with people is such if we take the time to slow down and recognize what we are doing and how we are doing it, mm -hmm. right? It's not eating four cookies as fast as I can just to get them in. It's, hey, I'm just going to have one, but I'm really going to take a bite, set it down, enjoy it, pausing between bites, setting your utensils down if you're using them in between bites. All of those things can be tools and habits that we can use to encourage ourselves to eat more slowly throughout, whether... Mm -hmm it is a cookie or whether it is a plate of whatever you're eating. Yeah, and people want to use, like, food is not an emotion. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and exercise is not a reward, right? So there's a lot of people like, oh, the dessert at XYZ is to die for. Like, you like sweets. 
why do you like sweep? Like we can dive into this stuff deep, but we're not going to go psychology on that end. But there's 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 a lot of people out there that uh, have a bad relationship with food, and we can even narrow it down to like an emotional relationship with food, and they are bad with coping and feeling these things, and they go down this all or none mindset, this perfectionism thing, and it takes them out of it. The point that we're trying to make, and again, in this eating slowly part of it, is that it makes you more aware of how you're feeling, what you're feeling, and you're doing nothing but eating, and you're actually truly enjoying the experience. You're not tying emotion to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it removes that tie. It takes takes you out of reacting and feeling mm-hmm. emotionally. Right? Yeah, for sure. The other piece that Emily knocked on uh, the door earlier of was like the the mindfulness and like this eating slowly to be to slow you down and we talked about that now and then it's kind of going to this other piece where it, it's kind of creating that mindfulness and awareness and we've already touched on it a little bit but diving into that and going a little bit more behind this uh, when you are doing like your your brain doesn't function well multitasking and we can brag and say about how good we are at multitasking. But I'm telling you, if you were trying to have a conversation, text, drive, and thinking about where you're going, like you, you're not going to do all four of those things well at once, which is probably going to lead to some sort of butchered text, poor conversation. You missed what the other person's saying. Maybe an accident. Maybe mm-hmm. you almost caused an accident. Like, the, like you just can't do things, two things well. The, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but the most recent research that I've read is that when we feel like we're really good at multitasking, we're actually just really good at task switching and switching our brains in between different things quickly and efficiently. So then that runs into a problem because we think we're good at multitasking so we can do things to draw, kind of use back to our nutrition, not because I don't want to encourage people to text and drive, please do not do that. But when we try to eat our lunch while we're, you know, typing out an email on the computer, we're not actually doing either of those things well because we're trying to multitask. We think we're good at that. We're not. We're just good at task switching and knowing the distinction between those. So this point of eating slowly that we want to cover now is like you should be eating at a table, chair, standing desk, something, but in theory, standing table, in theory, not behind a desk not in front of a TV, not behind a wheel, not with your phone in hand. Like food was originally created as an experience to bring people together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us want to brag about how quickly we can eat or what we can eat behind the work email or during the work meeting uh, while driving on the go, X, Y, Z. Like we understand it. And there's time, like Emily and I are not saying we don't do it either. We try to avoid it right, as much as possible. Sometimes we're caught in some pickles, right? But the, the, the food time is supposed to be meant to like bring us away from all of that and, and enjoy experience and bring us closer to people. Mm-hmm. To Jordan's point, I just want to let you know that if you're feeling personally attacked right now, just know that at the time of recording this, I consumed my breakfast while also on my phone this morning. So it happens, right? And it's just the ability to then be aware of that happening. And I knew as I was doing it, I was like, I should just sit down. But I also knew... It wasn't afforded at the time. So I just did it, moved on, but I'm also going to make a solid effort tonight to say, hey, I'm going to sit down. I'm just going to enjoy this. I'm going to decompress, et cetera. So a personal note that I was also going to throw in before Jordan also made the same comment. Yeah, and it happens, happens, right? But if you do it a lot and if you pay attention to when you're snacking and when you're eating breakfast and when you're eating lunch and what you're doing for dinner, 
and you realize it's all on the go, nothing's behind a table, nothing's on a dinner table, nothing's seated seated like with with the table in front of you, not a computer, not a phone, not a wheel. You realize like how uh, this is all multitasking, and you think you're being productive, and then you all of a sudden realize like, oh, I I just ate my breakfast on the go, but now I'm hungry again, and now I'm snacking because what happens is your brain doesn't actually register the food. Your brain's trying to just keep up with you in these tasking things that you're doing. And driving is a task, people. Driving is a task. And I understand I've eaten on the road before too. Uh, I don't like it because I feel like I'm being unsafe. So I try not to do it. There's times where we'll stop and we'll get something to go at a convenience store and we'll eat it in the parking lot before we go. because And I might eat it quick, mm-hmm. quicker than usual, uh, because I want to make sure we're still on the road. But uh, you trying to be productive in this sense when you include food as one of the tasks, eating the food as one of the tasks, is actually making you unproductive later because how many more trips do you have to go to the cupboard, the fridge, the cafeteria, whatever, to get more food because you didn't register that you're actually hungry? Or how's your gut doing? Like, oh, now I've got a, uh, my, 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 my stomach's not feeling so good. I got to go to the bathroom once, twice, three times regularly. And now you're pulling away from your work day, which then is either making you a poopy employee, pun intended, uh, no pun intended, uh, or uh, you're kind of being a criminal and, 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 and in a sense from your own time because now you have to stay late to do more stuff to catch up on because you were actually unproductive during the day in the times that you were trying to be productive. Like, mm-hmm. like working on this slowing down piece helps with your gut too. Absolutely. It gives your body time to digest the food. And to your point about reaching for more snacks the time in between meals allows our digestion system to relax and mm-hmm. to finish the food and then just to relax. If we're constantly eating and our digestive system is constantly having to process food, there's yeah. no time for it to just be. And that time can be super valuable in terms of allowing it to function at its highest level. It's a good call. Relax and register. Yeah. That's a good call. Absolutely. It's a good call. The, the males tend to be the more dominant uh, gender that suffer from this eating conveniently thing mm-hmm. um, and on the go. Like yep. males males will try to always be busy and they are too busy so they'll just sneak it in mm-hmm. thinking that we're good, right? Um, saying this from myself, saying this from knowing male psychology and seeing this from coaching hundreds of males yes. too, that eating slowly is more powerful for them. But mm-hmm. it applies to females too. For sure. I think females, I mean, in a a family sense, right? Like if we're taking care of kids, right? Like mm-hmm. moms are going to put sure. themselves last. Like sure. the kids are going to eat first. Um, while I'm not a mom myself, like I was a nanny once in a while, a lot of years growing up. And like, I always ate, they were like, oh, we're done. We're ready to go play. I'm like, okay, guess I'm going to eat while we go play then. Yeah. Right. So from a family role, like paying attention and obviously it factors into other, other jobs as well. But mm-hmm. just being mindful of that, male, female, anyone in between, knowing where your habits perhaps are affecting other things outside of just your weight loss that you're pursuing because it truly is an overall health improvement to eat slowly. Yeah, improvement on your gut, improvement on the mind, improvement on the body. If the gut and the mind aren't doing their things optimally, don't expect the body to do it optimally. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. Quick recap while we end it, eating slowly. Yep. Single task is the easiest thing I think that we can say there. Single task. Not in front of anything, not behind anything, at a table, sitting down, preferably. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you say earlier? 20, 20 bites per chew. Put your fork down or spoon down between each bite. 
Put your fork or spoon down. Set if it is a handheld food. Set the food down. Don't just stand there. I know sandwiches and burritos can fall apart in pieces, but set it down in between bites. Um, making sure that you have time to fully swallow in between each bite before you're just taking the next one. Yeah. Try this one out, guys. Uh, Two weeks. Like, try it for two weeks. Every meal that you can remember to do it. If you come back and tell us that we were wrong, like, we'll say, we'll, we'll, we'll say, thanks for trying. Like, and and what else can we help you with? Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, like, there's been zero people that have done this that have never said that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So try it out. We can't say it enough. Yep. I think that's all we have for this episode. We will uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like Jordan said, give it a shot. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Leave a rating, review, subscribe, share with someone else that you think might need to hear this if you have someone who's always eating on the go and on to the next next task. Otherwise, we will uh, catch you in the next episode. Thank you, guys. Bye, everybody.